0: Stephen Jill here. Howdy. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella.
1: And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun.
0: Today, today, Jill and I talk about how your land business compares to other types of small businesses. And believe me, It's almost all good news, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: especially the way we have have it set up now Mm -hmm. uh, with the Land Academy membership group and funding and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll go through the list here in a minute. Cool. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com community, online community. It's free. We have... Uh, Jill and I started quite some time ago, several years ago, a full blown commercial printing company to help you get your offers to owners. In fact, that's what it's called Offers the Number Two Owners.com. Uh, we send out between six hundred thousand and a million offers on behalf of members and uh, non members. Every month. Every single month. Yeah. Check it out Offers the Number Two Owners.com.
1: Cool. Now back to the question which is coming on the teleprompter <laughs> charlie responds okay so this is a response to something no, else just
0: this uh, oh I can't believe everything you read on the teleprompter
1: oh okay god
0: charlie's you. got a question
1: okay charlie wrote this question anybody ever had an old communications tower on their land i'm looking at one that is a tower it appears to be in good shape but is not currently being used how would you go about advertising that that you have spots for lease on your tower, or maybe that's not how it works at all?
0: So, um, w- when people are new in this business, uh, they have, and it's because of we we picked up all of these real estate habits uh, our whole lives, and then all of a sudden we're a land academy member buying and selling land, and we can't can't help it, but to apply all the stuff that we've picked up along the way. Right this in my opinion is a massive attribute and so many people think that they need to clear the land and make it presentable and change it somehow or if there's structures on it or uh, an antenna that it's bad the fact is and, and everybody piped in on, on discord about this this is you know a ham radio operator's dream and i would mark try to market this property to them a lot of years ago joe and i accidentally bought a property because we didn't have all the tools that we are available to us now, like Google Earth, that was on the side of a mountain. It was literally like, and some rock climbers bought it mm-hmm. so that they could rock climb on their own land.
1: That's one of the things I always say, I wanna stress is whatever the property, positive, you know, I, I try to turn everything into a positive. Just, you just have to accurately convey what's really going on in the property whether it's a serious slope or no slope at all it's flat flat grassy perfect for fill in the blank or own your own rock climbing cliff you know kind of thing whatever it is do it don't don't advertise it is, oh, you can build anywhere when it's a rock climbing cliff, because you can't build on the side of that. You know what I mean? Unless you hang one of those tents on the side, but we're not even gonna go there. But um you need to pro because if you don't properly convey what it is, you're gonna have a refund on your hands or unhappy buyers kind of thing. But this is a good example. It's uh, it's it's a positive for somebody. Every little thing is a positive for somebody. Even a falling down. You know, it's funny we talk about this um, often. Like a falling down mobile home. That's a that's a positive Absolutely. for people. People often see that as an eyesore. Especially the sellers are like, who's gonna want this? But you know what? Somebody would love to come in. Um, and maybe fix it up or maybe move it and put something beautiful there because guess what? It's got the utilities already figured out. There's there's something positive there.
0: So I want to stress this though. This antenna mm-hmm. is not making this property more valuable. True. It's still the same old Land Academy model. You buy for 20 or 30% of what the property's worth, sell it for 60 or 70% of what it's worth. It's just so, a bonus. So what it is, is uh, it's allowing you to uh, very in a micro way, seek out specialized potential buyers or, or a real estate agent. You can direct your real estate agent as on the sell side to do that. So. I, it doesn't, you know, I, I, there's always people in our group who are like, hey, uh, I bought this property. It's got a bunch of old cars on it and an old house. And we're in the process of removing everything. And I'm like, stop, stop. Yeah. That's somebody's. many, many people.
1: That's their dream. Leave people see,
0: people see, they don't see that junk. What they see is, oh my gosh, this is why this property is so cheap. I, I should buy it. Yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll keep the cars, maybe I'll sell the cars, maybe yeah. I'll go in there and clean it up. But I, I it's causing me to get a great deal. That's what the buyer's thinking in their head.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: Congratulations on the antenna. I think it's cool. I hope you uh-huh. sent us a picture. Today's topic, how your land business compares to other small businesses. This is why you're listening. In old school accounting, we would value and look at businesses based on fixed costs and variable costs. So In a land business, it's almost all variable costs, which is what you want, and here's why. Think about a manufacturing plant. You need a building, you need a bunch of machines, uh, you need people to work there to work those machines. This is all before you ever generate a dollar. So you gotta plow in all this time and energy and money uh, and capital resources to get that first part out it's very expensive that's what, those are all fixed costs those people are going to work every day for the most part you're paying rents or you're owning the building or sustaining you're incurring those costs of property ownership in that business whether you make any money or not those are fixed costs we don't like that we like variable costs so as a land investor our all of our costs are variable every single one with the exception of tiny little expenses like you need to get a new phone number you need to have a mailbox uh, a place where the offers get sent back and so all the other costs are variable if you don't buy and sell any land you don't incur, incur any costs in fact I would argue maybe you could get your cost down to a hundred dollars a month maybe less in this entire business you send out twenty thirty thousand mailers now you got properties coming in you got the cost of the mailer um, maybe you're paying Pat Live, maybe you're answering your own phone. So those are all variable costs. And so when it gets expensive, and we've addressed this, is when you start buying real estate. If you don't have any money, but you're a pretty bright person, and you understand, you you can you have figured out because of the education in our community, you figured out how to source how it works. source great real estate deals. We have a massive community with their checkbook open. Mm-hmm. So you really you could make you know. This whole this this whole topic started because Jill did a, a live um, Facebook slash YouTube presentation last week, and there was a guy who happened to be on the pres uh, happened to be in the audience, in the viewer listening audience, who we've known for a really long time. His name is Mike, and somebody was he was answering questions along with us, which I think is great. And we've done a lot of real estate deals with him. Jill knows him really well. We've seen him at auctions. It was a long time ago, and I'm glad he's still in business and mm-hmm. doing well. And somebody asked, "How much does this really cost to start?" And he said, "I started years ago f- with five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, so no other w- place. Can and maybe this that? should have been the title: No other place that I know of can you start with five hundred or a thousand dollars and become a multimillionaire right. in- inside of just a couple of years or a few years, depending on." How I'm gonna be realistic
1: though. Nowadays, like if you really want to do it right, so what this person was talking about, he said I started with $500 and it took me a couple years to get it going. That's it took me $500 and I did it. I learned myself. Took a couple of years. So to which I say, <laughs> you could do it with a little more money, get education, and do it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> you know, weeks, less months to learn this and be on your way. Yeah. Um, and really, realistically, this is this is the land academy. This is who you, if you're in land academy, you probably had five or 10 grand put aside to start something. And and you came to us and here you are. Now you're, you're probably happily making half a million dollars a year. That's a good probable average, um, I'd say, in our group.
0: And so comparing a land business to, let's say, um, you know, a manufacturing facility is kind mm-hmm. of a stretch. It's really an academic comparison for fixed and variable costs. Right. But let's compare a couple other types of businesses that are a lot more realistic and might you might be saying, "Hey, should I be a day trader, or should I buy and sell land?" Well, not just to even opening
1: I, a pizza joint.
0: To which I say, uh, on the day trader situation, you might as well become a professional gambler because it's mm-hmm. about the same. There's just so much risk. I don't believe that there's any risk here. The only risk is that you don't buy as much property as you thought based on how many mailers you sent out, and and you know what that happens.
1: So you send more mail.
0: Yeah, so you send more mail, mm-hmm. or you try a new place to send mail, or or whatever. So, and you know, if you buy, you you have an entire community where you can bounce off the idea, you know, should I be doing this deal? And if 16 people in Discord say, no, I would not do this deal. Or, yeah, I love the deal. But you need to get it for a lot cheaper. You mm-hmm. know, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. That's priceless advice. It's stopping you from failing and losing a lot of money.
1: I just like to take a step back and look at where can you get where can you where can you come to something with five or ten grand and really have a career? It's really hard. Like you know i remember a long time ago this is like in a past life i was looking out with my dad and my brother not kidding a long time ago like buying a couple of ice cream places they were established like there were three of them and i remember comparing that to like um and back then like i don't know if it was panera or who it is now but there was a a neat kind of a salad kind of thing where it's you could, you know, they were all franchised, but they wanted you to have, it's like a cut. It was like $500,000 was the startup costs, you know, coming into it. I'm like, jeez, you know, for Lee, even though they have it all figured out, it's a franchise. Everything's, you know, spelled out for you and they build it out for you. So much money. There's, I can't think of anything. We even did it with a little pizza joint. I'm here to tell you, you can't even, you can't even start your own sweet one operation pizza establishment with that little bit of money that barely gets your lease going uh, so fill that's in right. the blank you get you could afford your lease and some pizza boxes that's about it
0: so you know <laughs> let's say it costs a hundred thousand bucks to buy a place or or uh, or start it on your own and then right. you, the day you open for business now let's say you make let's say everything's great and you're making you know
1: a couple hundred dollars three
0: hundred dollars a day yeah. You know, how long does it take to recoup that money you outlaid?
1: Exactly. Nothing
0: like that happens in this business. Right. You buy property for five or $8,000, or you get us to fund it, now it costs you zero, it makes 10 grand, you get $5,000. You yeah. get $5,000 and you just keep going. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's immediately prof- profitable exactly. if you know how to manipulate the mail and, uh, and buy at, locate great real estate deals. Mm-hmm. That's all this is.
1: Which is why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> and happy you could join us today, five days a week, you can find us here on The Land Academy Show.
0: Tomorrow, so the episode on The Land Academy Show is called, uh, you know, we actually review about 20 properties for every one or two properties that we buy. Why? And I'll talk about it tomorrow, but we not only now like to reduce our risk, Jill likes to eliminate it. Mm-hmm. You are not alone in your real estate ambition.
1: Thank you. Yep, it's, I'm picky. I mean, I'm picky and I've gotten pickier. Here's and what we're f- gonna talk about it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, what we found is I'd rather, spe- I would rather send out twice as much mail and incur the cost in, of doing that and do half the m- number of real estate deals, with and um, by eliminating our risk so we really really are choosy about what we buy
1: exactly hey Thank- by the way this as this airs this is tuesday um august 30th two days left By the way, I just want to let you know the biggest savings that we have offered so far this year is happening right now and tomorrow's the last day. August 31st is when it ends. So what am I talking about? Go to landacademy.com and check it out. I have a great, great promotion going on right now to get you and it's like almost cut in half. Not kidding.
0: It's the cheapest it's ever been this year.
1: Uh Uh-huh. And to make it even awesome, everybody who joins between now and the end of August gets into a drawing for a free 10-acre property in Oklahoma. It's awesome. Check it out. We well, are Jack, Jack and in Jill.
0: Information and inspiration. It's by Undervalued Property.